Today's show is sponsored by Supreme Whiskey Stones, an LEO business specializing in the best whiskey accessories to protect and serve your favorite pours. From whiskey stones to custom laser-etched glassware, they take pride in what they do and love making their customers happy. Check them out on Instagram at Supreme Whiskey Stones, at SupremeWhiskeyStones.com, or through the various military and first responder organizations they sponsor. So you see the other day the... uh... The Bears, they finally got a replacement kicker after that debacle they had in the postseason. Did they? I missed it. They did. did you, uh, I guess you didn't catch his last name either then, did you? No, what is it? Blew it. <laughs> B-L-E-W-I-T-T. The, I see the headlines writing themselves. Clearly, even more funny, I sent something to Amy about it. You know, she's a Chicago, Chicago fan. She put something on Facebook about it. Girl at work sees something, doesn't realize it's about football. She goes to Google Blew It to see what it is. But she does Blew It, B-L-E-W-I-T, not I-T-T, which apparently pulls up like the most sophisticated, extra options, really advanced um, version of a flashlight. What? So if you wanted to get yourself your own uh, Blew It, so to speak. What? Hey, these are things I deal with at work. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, Whatever time of day it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Say hello to the folks, Zeke Baker. How y'all doing? How you doing? Well, you know, upright. I always say six feet above is better than six feet under. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. Some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue. Why has it got to be a statue? Well, because pigeons like to poop on statues. Pigeons like to shit everywhere. True. It's not even poop. <laughs> it's- and it's everywhere. It is. You read a bird poop on you? Yeah. Good luck. No. The time I got shat on by a bird was on the way to a test, and I did not do well on it. Oh. So it was not good luck. Oh. <laughs> Hit me right on the hand. I was holding my backpack strap, you know, on the side. You went down, like, what? Is, man, I just got shat on. And those were the days <clears throat> before people had, like, uh, Purell. So it's not like you could get it off real quick. Or even, you know, good cell phones take a picture of me. Like, look what just happened to me. Where was social media when you needed it? Man. A lot has happened to us over the past two weeks. In our last episode, we talked about our old elk picks. Make sure you look for them coming out at Elixir Spirits, Barrels and Brews. A whole bunch of fun stuff going on with that. But Friday, we did something pretty amazing. Last Friday, where do we go? Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. That was a hell of an experience. It was thoroughly a very memorable event and one which I look forward to partaking in hopefully many, many, many more times. And I don't want this to come across as bragging. I just want everybody to understand the excitement that we have just to have been a part of this day. I've been on a lot of barrel picks. Zeke has been on a lot of barrel picks, but... When Eddie Russell was the one leading the pick for you, and then Bruce comes in on his day off, and Joanne Street's there, and you got all three of them. 
Justin and James from Barrels and Brews were there. We had some folks from the Soggy Bourbon Boys there. There was uh, Desi from Uncorked Experiences that was there. They were picking a barrel of their own. You know, Zeke, we picked a couple of barrels, barrels and brews. Stay tuned for those because I'm really, really excited about the ones we picked. Hey, like Tupac said, Shorty going to be a thug. Yeah, Shorty is going to be a thug. And there were a lot of Camp Nelsons, you know, for people that are Russell's fans coming out. The only things we had, I think we went through about 12 barrels. 11. 11. The only thing that we had roll out were Camp Nelsons. They were F's and A's. Some were floor six, some were floor four. I think we ended up going with one of each, one from an F and one from an A. That's what Justin was telling me a couple minutes ago. Oh, interesting. We ended up going with a couple that were, we were getting a lot of nutty barrels, you know, barrels that you had it. You definitely had this nutty aspect to it. And I think we picked the fruitier ones when all was said and done. And, and they were really something that we didn't have in those you know nine other barrels that we had tasted. It was the ones that, the two that we picked at least I'd say really, really stood out. Yeah. Same here. Uh, especially considering there were barrels nine and 11 in the tasting. Obviously each barrel is unique and, and has its own characteristics, but you know, outside of that microscope, the others seem to have more of a different, for lack of a better words, profile. But as we got into these two, the first one, number nine, really enjoyed the profile, but also you get that excitement or kind of rush of, oh, well, now here's something that is totally different in most regards from the other eight we'd had previously. Also got pretty excited about that. Went on through the other two as well. Something else we we did, trying to be as intelligent or proactive as you can be while tasting through 11 barrels, is being mindful of the proof and that these were going to be bottled at 110. So depending on you know where Eddie told us the proof was coming out of the barrel, we tried to add three to five drops of water here and there to, to get to what we would assume would be a bottling proof just to see how it was. 9 and 11, we both really liked. I think John literally was... 50-50 to a T on it. I thought 11 had a little bit, maybe not longer of a finish, but the flavor from the front held throughout to the back on 11. It really would have been splitting hairs. I think I probably had a little more bread in my system and might have been a little more astute, if anything. So I, I agree with you. It was splitting hairs at the end. I remember when I was you know, I was standing next to Bruce and we both had nine. We both kind of looked at each other and we were like, well, that's the first different one that we've got, you know, and it really made eyes widened and, and everybody kind of perked up a little bit once we got that nine. Like, this is something pretty unique here. And, and it's one of those things that we were kind of cognizant of because Nashville has a lot of Russells that are, are kind of in the area right now. It was really important to us for for being a part of this to try to get something unique that was tasty as hell but was not something like all the other ones that we've had oh yeah inevitably i'm sure you know some of you guys see this in your own markets it's kind of a double-edged sword you love seeing picks and love when they come out but at the same time reps and obviously there's only you know so many distilleries to begin with but most reps are going to schedule market to market and area to area 
So it's like, oh man, I hadn't seen a Russell's pick in a minute. Two months later, or how many ever, you know, whatever. Oh, so and so got their Russells in. Three days later, so and so's got their Russells in. Shit. Three more days. So and so and so and so got theirs today. Whoo! How much money have I got left? And it, you know, it's like I said, a double-edged sword between just you know feast or fathom and. All of a sudden, here they all come, and then you just don't see them again for a while. Did you say feast or fathom? You know what it's called? Feast or famine? Huh? Oh, well. famine is the. I mean, I know the word means feast. I guess so. Hey, I'm a little parched. <laughs> I. Bottom line is, you can't go wrong with the Russells. No matter what Russells you're getting, there's never ones that I've really had that I'm like, man, this is awful. We're very lucky. And, and humbled to have gone on the experience and been able to have been a part of it. I'm really, really, really looking forward to our barrels when they come out. Me as well. I, I just want to uh, also see how many come out of both of these. That was kind of the the kicker at the back end of, of you know, once John and I talk and then we both talk with James and Justin and Dan and figure out which direction we're going to go with this. And then... uh Thomas Dub happens to, to lean down and grab number 11, grabs it from the front cusp, and just, he lifts it up a fair amount. And as soon as I saw it go up, the mind starts to think, oh, shit. And he just looks and goes, well, glad you like it because there ain't much in here. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. That uh, one might be the friends and family there. Uh, of, of, of all the things and times, we took the short. <laughs> well, and thankfully, we did taste through 11. But we were smart enough, and this isn't our first rodeo, we didn't drink every ounce of every pour that was given to us. Zeke and I did have water bottles that we were taking a sip in and then dumping the rest in. So that Yeah, we where is mine, by the way? It's at my house. I have it for well, you. That's convenient. Well, you, I forgot to bring it tonight, but you put it in my cooler, and then because uh, you ran off, and I, I have your water bottle. Okay. I, I Safe and sound. It's in the bourbon cabinet. I will... Mine was the Dasani. Yours wasn't. Yes. I know that much. No, 100%. I I have yours ready. I I meant to bring it tonight. Sorry I didn't. I brought some other stuff for you instead. Hope you don't mind. Brought you a full bottle of something else. So call it even for now. And I'm just keeping yours safe. But (laughs) after the pick, I went up to Louisville. I got to meet up with my friend Travis that works at Jim Beam. We went over to the Urban Stillhouse. I tried Legion. That was pretty crazy for a $35 bottle. It is the bottle that Jim Beam, Master Distiller Jim Beam, so Fred No, worked on it with the Master Blender from Suntory. And it's kind of a unique bottle for $35. It's got that Jim Beam nuttiness to it. It's got a sherry finish. It's a very, very interesting bottle that I would suggest everybody tries. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I did see something. I I honestly can't remember what page or group it was in but someone commented that on the centauri or you know japanese side of things the master blender they put up on this with freddie uh, was literally known for thinking that whiskey should not have a pronounced flavor or something to that effect which mind races and you immediately think well it is a finished product it's probably proof down a fair amount where is this going to go i was surprised for all the nuttiness that was actually in there that Jim Beam signature characteristic. I was super surprised how pronounced that was. I'm sure we'll see in the near future. And then I just have to say from there, I had to go get something to eat. 
So I went to go get something to eat. I missed Michter's being open, you know, the Fort Nelson, but their bar was open. The cool thing is you can look down at the whole distillery from the bar. They have this open kind of catwalk thing on top. But the cocktails at Michter's Fort Nelson bar are just crazy. I had their old fashioned that was super, super good. And then I had this thing called an AMPM and it's got like coffee grounds in it. Like it's coffee mixed with bourbon and it's creamy at the same. It's just, I posted pictures on our Instagram page. It was so good. The AMPM, I definitely recommend at Michter's Fort Nelson or the bar at Fort Nelson. It was just a super awesome time there. I'm so glad I went. It's kind of cool because it's up on the second floor. It's a little quiet up there. The lighting, it makes it look all swanky. Like, I was in my diapers, bottles, and bourbon shirt, so I was not classy in wow, the establishment. You wore that the whole day, huh? I, I did not have time to change. Man, thank goodness it was cool outside. Hopefully you weren't too ripe by the end of the day. No, I was good. I was good. But uh, and, and then I also got to stop, by the way, I did get to stop at our friend Kenny from Bourbon Pursuit. I stopped at his home bar. And I went down and, and spent some time with him. So shout out to Kenny. That was a great experience. Thank you for having me over. Well, look at you go. Hanging out with the cartel kids, too. Yeah. It's a great day. It was an amazing day. And what I didn't even mention is, before I even met up with you at Wild Turkey, I had already gone to Willet, Heaven Hill, and Four Roses before I went and met up with everybody at Wild Turkey. Well, my only tidbit about the day that you know you didn't know at that time, while it was being a great day was that apparently the Four Roses barrel that you conveniently left on the back porch over here, while it was someone's 21st birthday party, I guess they saw names signed on the barrel head as it was sitting upright on the porch. Well, they decided to at least flip the barrel over and then all write, happy birthday, etc., and all sign it. If nothing else, you can't do anything but laugh at that situation. Well, Sarah's birthday is a memory I'll treasure Gina. for the rest of my life. Gina. Gina. <laughs> it might have been Sarah and Gina. I don't know. Sarah and Gina's birthday, but it's a, it's definitely going to be when people come over, they're going to be like, who's Gina? No, literally, I saw a Sharpie still left in the back porch, and I was like, why is there a Sharpie out here? Then I'm looking at the barrel, and I'm like, doesn't have any of the Four Roses info on it. And I'm like, oh, wow. They had a party back here and they even signed the damn barrel. It's my fault for not picking up the barrel yet, you know? At least at least they flipped it over. Yeah, at least they flipped it over. It's a good story, right? <laughs> you know, the barrel's probably going to go out on my deck anyway, so at this point... A little sunlight and alcohol. It, it's not heavy, heavy sharpie. You'll be okay. Yeah, it's that, that barrel's not polyurethane, so that's not coming in the house, you know? Yeah. That's going to be like what we put our drinks on when I'm grilling on the back deck. Sounds good. Speaking of uh, sunshine and, and whiskey, what whiskey are we drinking today? I hear we're drinking some Taconic. Now, we're a little bit late on this one, and our sincerest apologies to Taconic that we have not got to this sooner. There's a couple other ones that we still have in the bourbon closet that we actually have not got to yet, but our friends over at Taconic sent us a bottle of their 2018 Double Barrel Maple Bourbon. This one's kind of cool because they released 2,000 cases in 2018 opposed to the 900 cases that they released in 2017. It is 
an interesting partnership with Catskill Mountain Sugar House, which is another Hudson Valley business. It already what, hit in the fall. but Yeah, it already hit in the fall. What they do is they send the used bourbon barrels to the sugar house. They fill them with maple syrup. After they age the syrup or syrup in the barrels, they then bottle and sell them as bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. After they're done with that, they send the barrels back to Taconic. They're filled with the maple syrup and the the Taconic bourbon. After a few months in the barrels, soaking up the maple sweetness, the finished product is bottled. The MSRP of this comes in at $49.99. It is an annual release, as we said. This is the fourth release. 45% ABV, 90 proof. The mash on this one is 70% corn, 25% rye, 5% malted barley. So, Zeke, we have both of them here. We have release number three and release number four. We figured it might be a fun idea to kind of compare these. Now, we love a lot of the stuff. We we got to sit down with Taconic last year. They have a lot of good stuff coming out. I really liked their barrel proof. And I know that Barrels and Brews are going to have a pick from them that, that's going to be coming out here soon, right? That's what I hear. Yeah. This, I mean, word on the street is they have a pick sometime that's coming out from Taconic which I'm super excited for that. I know you can get to Conic in Nashville. Their barrel proof was something that was super interesting to me. And this maple syrup one, and I remember I wanted to just put this on pancakes. I just wanted to kind of just dump it on a whole bunch of pancakes with some butter and just eat it all up. I just really want to know if they say syrup or this syrup. I mean, because they're from your neck of the woods. They're they not would say mine. syrup. You never know. They wouldn't say syrup. You never know. They say water, too. I met them. They didn't say water. They say water. Nobody asked for a water burger. <laughs> they don't even know what, what a burger is up there. I will throw out shameless uh, plug for them. Not whiskey related, essentially, but they do have a sweet camo pullover that I have worn for probably almost a year now and just love the response I get out of it, if nothing else. I remember one day it was just Zeke and I with our kids, and it was before Layla was born. So it was just me and Sophia and Zeke and Charleston. So it was a dad's day out, and we took the kids to the zoo. And Zeke was in his uh, Taconic camo pullover, and I swear he was. people thought he was like, going to sneak up on the animals because you couldn't see him in that thing. That's like a real tree camo pullover. That thing is pretty legit. Oh, no, it's golden. I, I, when I go back home, people are like, when did you start wearing cutting, hunting gear? Where'd you get this from? Well, I was really bummed that I couldn't get one in fat boy size. Zeke got one, which was, you know, that, well, that made me happy. Maybe they can tape two together for you. Maybe they can. <laughs> That, that's our solution to everything. How do we get a shirt that fits job? We're going to tape two together. So if you guys are interested in sending me shirts, just tape two together. It's okay. That being said, Zeke, we did compare release three to release four. What'd you think? Both are very interesting pours. The the maple syrup's there. I thought there was a, a pretty good variance between the two. Honestly, been wanting to have both here when we reviewed them. Uh, again, our apologies for being so so slow to get to it here to the good folks at Taconic. But I told John, you still got some of the three left. Let's get these together and just see where they really are in perspective. I'll start out with three first since that was the further back one. Nose-wise, 
It was somewhat of a, a high-octane maple syrup. Palette, it was very thick and dense, but it definitely seemed to be a, a continuity that was there from the syrup aspect of things, not so much the bourbon. And, and finish-wise, <laughs> I laughably put um, walking away from the Shoney's Buffet, but I'm not too bloated and distant. <laughs> Go to the Shoney's. Well, I mean, literally, and, and it's not a, a dig or a knock on it, but the syrup and sugary heaviness is definitely there. And, and that was the first thing I thought about, not giving away notes for, for four, but when four came in, and I, I, I popped it even the day I got it and told John, like, Oh, this one's, it, it's not quite as syrup forward. It, it's got some, you know, interesting differences here. Like, I don't think a review of four alone does it justice. Let's put three next to it and kind of see, you know, where the batches vary. And that way, if someone that's had the previous, you know, you, if it's not the same, you don't want people to expect that. Let them know what kind of differences they can find. And uh, it's funny, not not going back to the Shoney's or, or being fixated on the Shoney's thing, but... Funny story is when when I used to do radio, people in radio, especially in small markets like Lexington, Kentucky, are not bringing home enough money. We're not breaking the bank at that point, especially being a young kid. I was the manager, but uh, being a young kid at a radio station. So me and a, a program director of another station who was one of my really good friends, love the guy, we used to go to Golden Corral on Sunday mornings. And if you go to Golden Corral right about 10, 10.30, it's going to switch over to lunch. So you pay the breakfast price. Oh, I saw where you were going with this immediately. Yeah, you pay the breakfast price. You, you get, probably got even a little, both, both, a little bit of both too, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You get breakfast and then you bring the paper. You sit around, you have some conversations, and then you let yourself rest for about a half an hour. And then you go up and get lunch. Mm-hmm. Then I just paid for two meals. With the the cheaper price. I mean, my thought process is if you've been to a Shoney's Buffet, you've probably had this. It's very simple between waffles and pancakes, somewhere in there both, syrup, that little flimsy bacon they have that you can't not grab like 10 pieces of. Oh, yeah. You can't just just eat one piece It sits in the plate to the end and just soaks in all the random flavors. Well, that syrup gets into it a little bit. It it, it gives it a little thickness and you feel like you're eating, you know, some nice thick cut bacon, but... At the end of the day, it's just that syrup really giving it a <laughs> pseudo uh, profile, so to speak. Oh, yeah, 100%. But sorry I got us on a tangent on food. Continue. John's brain gets derailed easily in these days. Squirrel! <laughs> just don't break out the gobbler. So batch four, more recent one. Nose-wise, it really seemed to be like fresh waffles. Much less of an alcohol vapor was there. And, you know, fresh waffles, obviously, if it's a syrup-aged barrel, there's going to be syrup to it. Don't think that's not there. Uh, Palette-wise, it really seemed to be just enough of the syrup profile to balance or mask. But you still got flashes of a younger bourbon and or the corn profile came out. Not overwhelming by any means, but it definitely seemed to be a much more of a product of bourbon over the maple syrup as opposed to the maple syrup really just having a you know a, a side pour of bourbon with it so to speak that's kind of where I was with that one I think I like four better for sure and I'll keep it pretty simple I, I think that 
Batch 3 had more, all that kind of stuff that we we associate kind of breakfast. The, I, I think corn almost kind of adds to this one a little bit because it goes into the foodiness of the breakfast. So you're going to have the syrup, you're going to have the, the corn there, maybe you're having some corn muffins, whatever it is. But the outliers for me were that batch three was kind of peppery. And batch four, it got a little bit more spice or a little bit more of a spice kick in, in batch three. And batch four, I got a little bit more of a dark fruit note. And I think it was lighter. I think batch four was a little bit lighter than batch three and kind of went down more light and fluffy like a breakfast. And batch three was a little bit heavier. I'm with you. I, I liked batch four more. Those are the official notes? Yeah. Kept it short and sweet. Man. <laughs> I, I just want to get to the point, right? I mean, no, you, no. you said a lot of what I would have said, so why why uh, duplicate? No, and, you know, we we thought we were going through the notes on these, and the fact that it's finished in such of a unique product, such as syrup, it's really hard to overly dissect or get a ton of notes. And that was you know, part of the reason we wanted to do the side-by-side was just to show what subtle differences there are for folks that have had you know the previous releases, etc. I will say at some point I did get to thinking, and granted there's no age statement here, young-ish whiskey at least to assume being a craft, and then also seeing some of that here, you know, with the Bell Mead guys and their honey release that's, Jesus, I mean, it, it's built up some momentum lately. I've, I've seen them going for stags and handies. Yep. We don't have one here because we couldn't uh, camp out in line this year due to the kids. But I'd be pretty interested to see because I've had a pour. I don't know if you have. I have. This year's batch too? Yep. Okay, so we both had pours of both of these bottles and both of the batch one and two of Bellmead Honey, which, like I say, pulls a, a fair amount of coin. Could just be the, the fat kid in me or whatnot, but uh, I'll take syrup over raw honey eight days a week oh just call me Pooh bear because <laughs> I, I do love some honey but both of these i don't think you can go wrong with any of them i i think i, I wouldn't pay secondary for the bell mead honey i, I don't believe and that's not a, a knock against them or or anything i just don't think you know the trade for a btac is is necessarily the the same equivalent. I do really like this syrup, though. I did like the honey, Belmead. I kind of love what Taconic is doing. I really want to make sure that we get it barrel proof. I would love to review that on the show. I, I think that they are definitely a distillery to watch out for, especially as their distribution is getting bigger. And you see it in places like Nashville now, and that's a New York company that is coming all the way down here. Well, and the juice is getting older, too. Yeah. Yeah. And with the climate, it's going to take a little bit longer to age, assumably. But it's not like that upper Midwest that gets super, super, super cold where they are. I mean, they're still in the Hudson Valley. So it's getting that variance from winter to summer. They're still going to be... 90 degree days there and and uh you're not going to get it baked like you would in kentucky or tennessee but there still is enough variance between the winter and the summer 
that you are going to get that that bourbon working in and out of the wood. Definitely a a good dessert pour. I don't feel like we use that connotation too much. I think that's where the syrup kind of stood out to me as well over the honey. Because I wouldn't consider that bellmead honey a dessert pour. Maybe with like a really strong cheese or some bold flavor, but... This this alone is a dessert pour, or I'm sure there's some stuff or a brunch in there. pour. It's either a dessert or a brunch pour. John, we don't get brunch pours like that anymore. That that was back in the younger days when you had brunch and then went to sleep on Sunday from about one to four. But that does not exist for us anymore. Yeah, but we do have some listeners where it does still happen for. So for them, I'd say this is a brunch pour. Well, if they're a dad and they're living in that world, no, I'll uh, I'll shake your hand. Tell you I'm impressed, and at the same time mutter a "f you." No, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely for our our listeners like Ryan Lay that are going to have brunch and then taking a nap for three hours. So, final verdict on this: Are you buy bar or pass at fifty bucks? Granted, we had three forever ago. I don't remember it, but I think I was probably a, a, a pass to a bar. I, I like four better. I like the directions in the syrups there, but it, it definitely seems to be much less of a a masking and, and dominating the flavor profile than the previous release. Clearly, by looking at them, since three's been in your possession for a year, four's been in my possession for a few months. Four, we had the. And by we, I mean I had to tuck away to make sure it was left so we could review it. <laughs> that says a lot more about you than it does about me. What? That's a that's an easy throwback. I don't know. I, I, I am a solid bar. I'm a solid bar next to a stack of pancakes. <laughs> if I could get it at a place like that serves pancakes all day... And and they'd let me have a pour of that with it. I all day. I'd be all about it. I don't know many uh, breakfast restaurants that have an overly engaging bar menu. Another Broken Egg Cafe does down the street. Oh really? Yeah. We might have to hit them up with the families. Oh, that'll end real well. Yeah. But on that note, guys, if you haven't already, please, 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 we are going to be podcasting whiskey warmer. Down at West Haven in Franklin on March 30th. It's going to be really, really cool. We're going to actually make sure that all of you that go are a part of the first Colonel Hunter Select pick from Leapers Fork Distillery. Please come by our table. Say hi. We'd love to talk to you. That's going to be a lot of fun. Find us on your favorite podcast app, which I'm sure you already have. Please leave us an open, honest review. Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Join our Facebook group. Everybody's doing it. It's a great time. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Always in Nashville, Tennessee. And I will throw out there as well, um, especially just our standard disclaimer for craft distillers. If you had something uh, from Taconic earlier down the road, their products now are more aged, more different. Don't necessarily write them off. Uh, we, we think there are some really good things coming out of these folks, including camo pullovers, but also some really good bourbon coming down the road as well. Cheers. Ciao.